When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's topic and guest. We're going to talk all about empowering women in tech, entrepreneurship, lessons from you know corporate world, unleashing superpowers, work-life balance. And I have a special guest, Katrina Purcell, and she's going to talk to us all about empowering growth through strategic leadership and innovation. And I'm happy to welcome her to the show. So Katrina, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, kind of set the stage and tell the audience about your background and we'll dive right into the conversation. Spent, I I like to say that I've had a jungle gym career. It's not really a ladder. Um, And so I spent the first uh, 15 years of my career in media. Um, So everything from pre-production to production to post-production. And then I do think that we slowly make our way to the thing that we're good at, or as my husband would say, we revert to the mean. And so I found my way into project management, um, eventually program management, and decided that I needed an MBA. So I did an executive program at Columbia. Luckily, I live in New York City, so I have access to some great options. And and Columbia has a program where you can go every Saturday for 24 months. Um, and you pay handsomely for that privilege. And so I did that while working full time and then slowly made the transition to more of what I would call pure play tech companies um, as chief of staff, went through an IPO during COVID, which was very exciting, um, just did a series B raise. And then in June, launched my own firm um, doing fractional COO work. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. And I love this idea. Uh, you described it very interestingly jungle gym because I've heard it described as like a portfolio career and just kind of you know kind of uh, like a spider network um, you know all these different adjectives one thing is um, talking about is why uh, a lot of people are now they're like they're asking why should I go to undergrad when YouTube is there social mm-hmm. media is there um, you know kind of talk about the benefits of MBA do you need it or you know how you can navigate that that route? Yeah, so I do think it's a very personal decision. Um, It is a very large expense to do an MBA program. I think for me, uh, it has been absolutely invaluable. I think at this stage I did it and I did the executive program because I was already in my 30s. I'd already really established my career. And I think for me, that was the most valuable time because I felt that I was going for a very specific purpose. I knew I wanted to make a slight pivot and I knew that I wanted to have paperwork that said I knew what I was talking about. Um, And I think as women, we tend to want that validation. And and so for me, that was almost the more important factor. Um, But since I've launched my company, the network that Columbia has provided me has really just been catapulted my company. And so I, I can't thank my classmates enough for all their support. Um, you know, some of them are clients, some of them are uh, introducing me to clients. And so in terms of unlocking an area that I didn't even know existed, I think that was one of the biggest things that that Columbia did provide for me. Um, I would pay all the money and do all of the Saturdays over again. So if that helps. <laughs> yeah. 
So it sounds like from talking to a lot of people such as yourself, basically with education now these days, you have to be very strategic and intentional about where it's not just, you know, in the past, you just kind of went to undergrad and got a diploma and, you know, but now you have to be very intentional how you use that. And um, the number one thing I hear from individuals such as yourself is, you know, the network. You know, kind of mm-hmm. if you go to, you know, these uh, great programs, the people, the connections, ideas, the partnerships. I think know. people used to people used to go to business school to find what they wanted to do. And I think you just can't do that anymore. It's so expensive. And I think you really have to have a better understanding of why you're going and what you're looking for to make sure you take the right classes and you meet the right people and get the right things out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of talk to because um, a lot of the audience um out listening to this are um, female executives, entrepreneurs, physicians, and talk about um, unleashing superpowers, how women can achieve work-life integration in the modern world. It's kind of, um, you know, with so much going on, how do you balance everything? Yeah, I love that you use the word integration um, because I do believe that sometimes we talk about balance as though it's this thing that's, that's achievable, and I'm not sure it is. Um, and so I think that there are different seasons of life And I think when I was going through my uh, MBA program and I had to go to school every Saturday, my husband had to take a lot of the home weight on his shoulders because it just wasn't feasible for me to still be as present at home when I was working a full-time job and going to school every single weekend. Um, And so I think for for women and for anyone, finding the right partner who's going to really be supportive of you and understand that there are going to be times when you're giving 110%. There are going to be times where you're giving 50% and they're going to have to pick up that extra slack is really important because, you know, I wouldn't have been able to launch my own company. I wouldn't have been able to take a lot of the stretch career goals that I've been able to take without my husband's support at home um, and making sure that, you know, our, our life continues moving forward, even when I'm focused on, on other things. And then I do the same for him when he's got a big project or, or something exciting. And so, I really think building your ecosystem, having support system, having other people in your life that are your cheerleaders that are really pushing for you, um, especially, and this is a bit of a generalization, but you know, as women, we tend to not put ourselves forward for things or, or we tend to want to check every single box before we're willing to apply for a new job. Um, and so having people in your life who, who really think you're a big deal and tell you that and are pushing you, apply for this or putting your name out there, um, I think are ways to, to help create more of that integration and making sure that you're achieving on all different levels. But understanding that you might have a season where things are going really great at work and you feel like you're failing at home and you're not really failing, you're just maybe not doing as much as you were and there'll be a season where that will switch. Yeah, and then kind of talk about how you prevent like burnout because you're gonna, you're gonna have, um, you have um, spousal support, you know, you're, you have your career that you're building, you know, but at some point, how do you um, recharge, you know, make time for family, yourself, mm-hmm. uh, all of that? Yeah, it's such a great question. So I think I, one of these days, I'm going to say that I meditate on a regular basis, but I don't, I fail at it every time I try it. And so um, that's my goal. That's my 2024 vision is <laughs> that I'm going to be a meditator. Uh, right now, what I do, I take walks in Prospect Park. So we, we live right by the park. Um, I like to listen to the birds and nature. I know in New York City, that doesn't seem like something that people would do. Um, and then I have a very, a very um, specific gratitude practice that I do once a month. I sit down and I write five 
handwritten notes to people in my life. So they could be old coworkers, they could be friends, they could be family. Um, and I write them a thank you note or a note of encouragement. And it helps to reframe me at the start of the month on what I'm thankful for or how I'm helping to support someone else and cheerleading them. And people love to get the mail. So it, it helps because it puts me in a great mindset when I write the notes. And then when people get the notes, I get text messages of how happy they are that they've gotten the note. And so for me, that's something I've been able to start. I, I actually started that pre-COVID and I've been able to keep up with it because people get so excited that they're on my little e on my note list. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I think finding something like that, that brings you joy and that can bring other people joy for me is a good way to keep myself from, from burning out because you, you see the positive ripples of things that you're doing. Yeah. It's interesting because you know, a lot of people I talk to, they have these rituals. It could be a lot of different things, you know, it doesn't have to, you know, it could be nature bass, sound bass, you know, getting fresh air, you know, whatever recharges you, um, you know, kind of shifting gears, you know, I love this idea from, um, you know, your education, then to balance and then kind of um, integration. Talk about this, uh, you know, what made you take the leap from working for someone to working for yourself and, you know, kind of the mindset shifts that um, kind of set the stage for that? Yeah, it's been, when you talk about mindset shifts, it's been a very big mindset shift. I am pretty sure I'm the worst boss that I've ever had. Uh, so that's been <laughs> fun to work through. You know, I helped uh, helped a company go through a Series B fundraise this year, and, and the funding market had really changed from growth at all costs to sustainable growth. And I realized during that process that I had sort of a unique set of skills that I had gathered a, a, over the course of my career that actually put me in a place to really help companies figure out how to efficiently grow. And if there was going to be a time to start a company, now was the time. Um, and so I've had really positive reception and, and I'm working also with nonprofits and not only tech companies, which has been really cool. And I think there's been a push amongst my generation and younger generations to really feel purpose and passion with your work. And I think for me, it was trying to work with minority founders, trying to work with under, uh, underrepresented founders who might not have access to the Colombian networks or the, you know, the sets of skills that I had at a, at a price that they could afford. And so figuring out how to take my skills and really start to amplify my impact. Um, and so the timing just felt right. Uh, it's definitely been challenging. Um, it's very different. I did finally pay myself my first paycheck, uh, but there were a few months there where there was no money coming out of the business, no money coming into the ba bank account. And, um, you know, after years of, of steady paychecks, you sort of think to yourself, oh, wait, was this the right thing to do? Um, but every time I meet with my clients and they're so excited and we're making goals and we're accomplishing and the impact is increasing, it's just so empowering and exciting. Yeah. Most the, the most entrepreneurs that I talk to such as yourself you say that you know kind of like that is there's that initial holding period where it's kind of uncertain and there's a lot of hard work you know nothing but then all of a sudden you come out and you start to see progress talk about because a lot of uh, physicians female physicians listening they're like um you know they want more work-life balance or spend more time with family they've been you know in this you know clinical job and they want to kind of make the leap, but they're like, oh, I've been here for so long, you know, what would I do? What words of encouragement do you have for someone taking the leap? And, you know, it's kind of, you know, what would you tell them if, you know, if you were in their shoes? Yeah, I think, so first of all, you have to find people, find your people. Um, and so I've been able to do that through 
um, groups in New York City. Some of them are actually, you know, global groups like Dreamers and Doers, which support women who are going out to start their own companies. And so you surround yourself by other other women or, or, you know, other men who might be looking to do the same thing you're doing. Because when you jump with someone else into the water off the cliff, it's a lot more fun, right? And so finding people who understand what you're going through and who can talk to you about the challenges that you're having and who understand that when you start your own business, you're at first working harder than you've ever worked in your life, but you're actually way more happy because you're doing something that you're building your thing. And um, I was just at a dinner the other night and, and there were four women and we were all talking about how no one tells you you're going to work so hard, but you're actually going to enjoy it so much because it's going to be, you've picked something that's in your zone of genius. I'm outsourcing anything that I don't enjoy doing or anything that's not in my zone of genius. And so you're just hyper-focused on the stuff you love to do. And so even if you're working a lot, I'm a happier person at home because I'm happy doing what I'm doing um, in my work. And so I think it translates into other parts of my life as well. So I think it's so worth it. It's scary, but all the good things in life are scary. Uh, and then they're worth it on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And because you you say you control your time, your income, you know, your emotional energy, where you live, who you associate with. Um, before we move on, because I know you, you know, uh, you do a lot of athletics and um, talk about joy, but are there any specific mentors or role models who had a significant impact on your career choices and development? That's a great question. I think I've always sought out I would call more sponsors. And I think it's so important to differentiate between mentors and sponsors. Um, people who would put my name in the hat when I wasn't in the room. Um, and so when I was at Bloomberg, I had an amazing support network of people who were saying, you know, Katrina, you should go do this job, go try this. And I would say, are you sure? And they would say, no, go do it. Um, and so, you know, that's been so valuable to me. I also have on this journey, um, the CMO um, at my one of my previous companies, Jen Ravali, has been so amazing and just really pushing me to be the best I can be. You know, I I am so excited for the day that I see myself through her eyes um, <laughs> because when I'm with her, I just feel like I can accomplish anything. Um, you know, and then I've also joined a bunch of groups, and and I would say I'm in a a sort of group with people who founded their companies around the same time I did, and so there's women in there who just are so inspiring because we can call each other on a really bad day, but then we can also call each other on a really great day. And we're kind of pulling each other along as we go. And yeah. I think it's just so important in some cases to find people who are like right at the same level you're at. They don't need to be above you or, or beyond you. They can be with you. Um, and you kind of lock arms and you're like, we're not quitting. <laughs> we're we're going to yeah. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, if, and if you had the opportunity to go back, you know, is there anything you would change or do differently or you just do exactly what you did, um, you know, for people contemplating a career change or career path? Yeah, that's such a great question. Uh, and I really struggle with that one because there's definitely things that I wish I had done differently in my 20s. But at the same time, I feel that every decision I made caused me to get to where I am now. Um, and so it, that's a tough one. Um, I think I, I would tell myself just to be more confident in my own skills earlier on. Um, I think that I, I also would tell, you know, 20 something year old me just to take more risk. I think I was, I was much more inherently risk adverse in my twenties. I really wanted to 
make my parents proud. I wanted to be what I, I thought was successful. And I think as you get older, you get more into your 30s and you get more comfortable into your early 40s, you start to think, wait, I decide, I decide what success looks like. Success is not necessarily a checklist where it looks the same for everyone else, right? And I think as women, especially, we, we think, okay, I have to get married. I have to have 2.5 kids in a house with a white picket fence and a dog. And, and so I think the older I've gotten, the more I've said, no, I decide what makes me happy, not other people. And, and I think your life, you, you flip a light switch when you decide that and you start to live more intentionally um, and your happiness is from within, not from an external checklist. Yeah. Yeah. So well said. And, uh, you know, my last guest, we were talking about this whole checklist of shoulds and, you know, the checklist that you just, <laughs> uh, you know, rattled off. And uh, it's like, but um, kind of uh, ending on is like um, this uh, idea, because I know you uh, compete in um, athletic events and kind of talk about how um, athletics and Ironman um, contributes to your joy, how you find joy, and then how can people find your work, contact you, you know, check out your socials, etc. Yeah, so I am retired from Ironman competitions <laughs> at this stage, although I do talk about going back. Um, I think I did the Ironman at a time when I was going through transition in life. And I think that the regiment of training for an athletic competition is the perfect way to, to embrace a transition, at least it was for me. Um, and I think I look at life a lot like I look at training for an Ironman. And so you have a coach and you have someone who's helping you set your workout schedules and your, um, you know, you know that when you show up on that day that you're prepared and that you've put in both the mental and the physical work to get there. Um, and I think it's so important to approach life in general that way. Um, I think overall right now, my workouts are much less intense. Training for an Ironman is crazy. Uh, um, it definitely is a special breed, breed of folks. And when I signed up, for my first triathlon, I actually didn't know how to swim. Um, mm. And so how to take swim lessons and, you know, figure out how to actually swim a mile as opposed to just not drowning in a pool, which is, <laughs> is very, very different. Um, but I think it's always good to challenge yourself, right? And, and I think, you know, the more you challenge yourself and the more you're able to accomplish things, the more you feel you can push yourself even farther. Uh, in terms of connecting with me, I'm super active. LinkedIn is definitely the best place to find me. Um, I do have a website. It's just katrinapurcell.com. Thanks to my wonderful husband. Um, but I do a lot of mentoring um, and I do a lot of sort of individual uh, sessions with women who are thinking about making the leap. Um, I do come with a warning label that once you have a conversation with me, you probably will quit your job. So just make sure <laughs> that you're prepared. Yeah. You know, I actually had a good college friend, you know, Brian Armstrong, um, and he was, you know, he basically started a lot of, he's encouraged a lot of people to start their own companies and kind of become entrepreneurs. So um, it's amazing when you have the right people in your circle, you know, what mm -hmm. they can inspire you to do. Um, so really fascinating discussion. I really enjoyed it. Um, for all the audience out there, check out Katrina's resources. They'll be in the links and show notes. Follow her on all her socials. And uh, with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it.